Prayer is the most powerful thing we can do in our days, but all too often it gets drowned out by the noise around us. But what if the noise in our earbuds could help us tune out the noise of the world and instead tune in to our most important conversation? That's why we're here, to bring you inspiring conversations, practical how-tos, and guided prayers to help you pray like you never thought possible. I'm Valerie Warner, and this is Prayer in a Noisy World. Guys, welcome. I am so excited um, that season two is here, and I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. Um, Today, we're going to be talking all about praying for healing. And basically, what I'm going to be sharing is several points or things that I've learned and then how, um, how that affects how I'm praying for my health. So number one, the truth that I want to share is our bodies are fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139, 14 says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. It's taken me a long time to stop calling my body broken. God has deemed it good. So who am I to argue or who, or worse, who am I to insult his creation? I've had these weird and not at all proven by science thoughts about my diagnosis of Hashimoto's earlier this year. It's literally the body responding in unhealthy ways because it thinks the body is the enemy and it attacks itself. If I could tell you how often I've uttered unhealthy words about how much it feels like my body is against me, my body hates me, or my body is broken, it honestly doesn't seem too far-fetched that it would be attacking itself. And again, I have no scientific backing, but I do think it's an interesting parallel that my diagnosis that I've received was, um, was what I've been telling my own heart. So how does this idea of knowing that we are fearfully and wonderfully made affect how we pray for our bodies? Um, it calls us to pray that the Lord will help us to stop seeing our bodies as the enemy and to instead appreciate how God created them. We can start praising him for every form and function as we recognize them. How our toes keep us from tipping over, how our lashes keep the dust from our eyes, how our sweat even cools us. These things are amazing, and I think it's just it's a, it's a way that I, something that I want to remember as I pray to the Lord about my healing. The second truth is that pain alerts us to a problem. No one likes pain, but we can be grateful for it. It's the smoke alarm of our body that is often alerting us to another issue that would otherwise go unnoticed. Are you praying for your acne to get better or the bloating to stop? Are you praying for energy to return or brain fog to lift? Include in your prayers that God would help you get to the root issue. That if there's something that needs to be addressed that isn't currently being addressed, that it would be clear. James 1.5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. And here's the key we often miss. If we're going to ask for it, we need to seek his response. Can you imagine asking a friend a question and immediately getting up, walking off, and then getting upset when that friend doesn't answer you? We do this a lot with God. And this question, I was just writing these notes down and I wanted to remember this because this is something that that we could easily do. We can seek his wisdom, but then we could kind of not turn our ears to him and not listen for what he's telling us. Number three, for many, suffering transforms us more than a healthy body could. 
James 1, 2 through 4 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. I know for myself, although I never would have chosen health issues over the last two years, they have grown me in ways I never expected. Without them, I'd be more fixated on temporary things, I'd be a more fearful hypochondriac, and I'd be content to think that I could not be happy unless I was perfectly healthy. I truly believe we have incredible opportunities to give God the glory in our sick bodies that isn't exactly possible in a perfectly healthy one. When I can praise God through temporary pain that speaks volumes to my faith in Him. Praising God when everything is fine is a lot easier. So with that, let praise be a consistent part of your prayers for healing. Acknowledge that if no healing comes, you know God is still good. Okay, the fourth truth that kind of guides my these prayers for healing is knowing that miracles may be happening that we are missing. What is God doing that we aren't seeing because we only have this one big prayer for healing? Often, when we have a singular prayer focus, everything else pales in comparison. We miss out on what God is doing because we're waiting on this one big gesture. Did you feel relief because although you weren't better, your anxiety reduced? Did a friend come back to Jesus? So how does this affect how we pray? Pray for God to redeem the hurt in some way specific. Pray for someone you know to see God better because of it. Pray for God to grow you in holiness. Pray for an opportunity to experience God's presence and comfort. Pray for joy to overflow. Friends, I've experienced this joy in spite of better circumstances, and it's amazing the difference. It's not like just a few degrees better. It's a 180. So think outside the box, ask others what they would pray for in your circumstance, and be open to an expanded prayer life that brings more opportunities to see God. Okay, our fifth truth that is guiding my prayers for healing, our mindset can make us sicker. One thing I've really valued from conversations with friends who do hold the belief that healing is available in every situation is that they remind me how powerful my thoughts are. Romans 8, 6 says, For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. And Proverbs 4, 23 says, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. If your body feels broken, I get it, but the language we use is important. Science confirms what God has said many times in Scripture. If we see ourselves as broken, it will negatively impact us. A verse that I've been meditating on this month has been 1 Peter 2.24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. What if we lived each day walking in light of knowing that every sin, the things that corrupt our body, Jesus has already bore them? We get to walk in freedom because by his wounds we are healed. So how do we pray in light of knowing our mindset can affect us? We ask God for the awareness to walk in the freedom Jesus' death afforded us, and we set our mind on the spirit and not the flesh. Number six, temporary suffering is to be expected in the Christian life. 2 Corinthians 4.17 says, 
For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And 1 Peter 4.1 says, Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. Suffering is a part of our Christian life. Why would our health be excluded from that? I don't think this means we shouldn't pray for our health or can't. I think God is very clear that he wants us to talk with him about everything. And if healing is our desire, it needs to be in our conversation with the Lord. This is just a reminder that we need to hold those prayers loosely and know that suffering is just a part of the Christian life. The seventh truth that is guiding how I pray about my healing is remembering that healing is forever. God has promised us a healing so we can hold on to that hope. As I've studied more about healing and suffering, I'm better able to glimpse the fleeting nature of our earthly life and why God seems fine with our temporary suffering. It makes more sense to me that what God promises is for eternity. I remember wrestling with these questions and reading in the Gospels about earth and tents and was very convicted that God's primary care is eternity. We are blessed that He is so gracious to us in the here and now, but really it's very temporary in the grand scheme of things. It's like a parent taking their kid to a dessert buffet, but on the way they stop for some gum because the kid asked for gum. Is the gum really necessary for what's to come? Not really, but it's hard for us to imagine the dessert buffet that's coming. And that might be a really strange analogy, but that has helped me a lot to just see how God sees our earthly life and eternity in relation to each other. And um, it just helps me to have a better picture of that. So knowing all this, how do we pray in light of that? First of all, we thank God for salvation. We thank God for bodies that will never die. We praise Him for being a God who is still generous enough to heal our temporary pain in many instances. That is a gift. That is a Um, above and beyond gift that God gives um, for his own purpose and his own glory. We may not understand why that happens to some and not others. And I think that's a very real question that we can bring to the Lord. But I hope this is just a good reminder that we can thank God for salvation. We can continue to have hope in the healing that is to come. Number eight, The truth that is guiding my prayers for healing is that God has promised us himself. Isaiah 26.3 says, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. In God's presence, we experience his peace, also his comfort and even his joy. No matter what you are facing, do not face it alone. We can get pretty jaded when we don't see healing and we think we're better off alone doing this. We absolutely are not. Keep inviting God into the pain and suffering. Let his presence do a special work in us that we could not muster on our own. Ask God to give you a desire for him and him alone. So often it's easy to get consumed with the good gifts he gives and forget about the giver. Let this be an opportunity to bring our hearts back to our king, knowing that he is greater than any good thing he provides. Well, friends, that is it. Those are the eight truths that are guiding my prayers, and I'll read through them real quick. Our bodies are fearfully and wonderfully made, and this gives us 
pause to pray and to thank God for these bodies and to ask him to help us recognize the good things that our bodies do. The second truth is that pain alerts us to a problem. Pain is uncomfortable and not fun, but it might actually be helping us solve a bigger issue. Pray for the Lord to give you wisdom and clarity on when to respond to something and when to just get through it. Number three, for many, suffering transforms us more than a healthy body. And I would honestly say for most or for all of us, um, but I don't like to give absolutes on some things like that. Um, But we can know that the suffering that we are going through, the things that we are facing before we are healed is for a purpose. God is using it. So pray that the Lord would do amazing things through this, that he would redeem the suffering Let praise be a consistent part of our prayers and acknowledge that if no healing comes, you know God is still good. Number four, miracles may be happening that we are missing. Ask God to open your eyes to anything that he is doing and pray that he would specifically use what you're going through in, in in real ways, whether it's a friend who will see your journey and be changed by it spiritually or your own faith being renewed and refreshed, pray that the Lord would use it in, in, um, in ways that may be very different from the actual healing. Number five, our mindset can make us sicker. How we think about our bodies, how we view our, our, our life is going to affect how we walk through it. So pray that the Lord would help you to set your mind on the spirit instead of the flesh and pray that you would have this awareness, this tap on your shoulder when you start to go into those negative thoughts or those thoughts where the enemy is just calling us to go into a different place. Number six, temporary suffering is to be expected in the Christian life. And this is no fun. It's, it's no fun to, to say, um, but this is just a reality. This is what scripture tells us. So in light of that, know that when you pray for healing, it's something to hold loosely. It's something to know that we don't know how God will answer this, but we trust that we are called to give every bit of, of what we're saying, thinking all of this to God. It's not too much for him. He can handle it. So continue to give it to God. Um, but hold that desire loosely. Number seven, healing is forever. God is going to heal every single one of us one day and um, every believer, and it's going to be beautiful. And um, I'm excited for that day. So I would say that as we pray in light of knowing that this healing is coming, thank God for the salvation. Thank God for heaven And ask God to give us um, a desire for eternal things and a desire for for what He is going to do ultimately um, that we may not see on earth. Number eight, God has promised us Himself. Beyond praying for healing, pray for the things that we know God has promised. We know He has promised to walk with us through the valleys. We know He has promised to bring us comfort. We know He has promised peace in His presence, and we know He's promised joy in, in His presence. So go to Him, experience those things with Him, and do not try to do it on your own. Okay, friends, I really hope that's helpful. Um, I hope that you leave here today feeling just 
motivated to pray, um, with accurate expectations, having inaccurate expectations can have us turn our backs on God so fast when we think he promised something and he failed to deliver. This is uh, the first chapter of my book, Pray Confidently and Consistently. We talk about these expectations because it's so important to get this. Because if we don't, we re- there, there won't be a reason to pray if we think God doesn't. We prayed forever for this and He didn't listen. He didn't, he didn't care. So take this seriously. I hope this it helps to expand how you pray for healing. Write down a few things to lift up today about your healing that go beyond how you may be may have been praying for it. And if you need a place to jot down those prayers, we have a full line of prayer journals to fit your season of life or stage in your prayer journey that you're in. Check out valmariepaper.com for more information. And if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and share what stood out most. We would love to hear from you guys. And next week, we are going to be talking um, about health anxiety. And this is a topic I haven't heard discussed a lot in the Christian space. Um, But if you struggle with anxiety specifically when it comes to health or have called yourself a hypochondriac, tune in and even send it to a friend. Um, If you have a friend who struggles with it, send it to them. If you are somebody who just you know, love somebody with hypochondria or health anxiety, this is going to be good for you too, because as I've walked through this journey, it's been difficult. It's been hard to put into words for other people who may not, um, may not totally understand it. So I'm hoping to help that those people as well. Um, so that you can go into those relationships, um, just with a whole set of, um, a new awareness of what they are walking through. So thank you guys so much for listening and have a great day.